Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Um, uh, yeah. Hi, I'm still here. Oh, Great. But now <laughs> I'm filled with cheesecake. Oh, can we talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Everyone knows that whenever Christine's in town, now we just eat cheesecake. And uh, so I, this actually, I should have known because the last time we recorded, which I guess was two episodes ago now because you weren't here yet. Yeah. Um, I So Dustin, who was working here, obviously we talk about cheesecake way too much too on often, the show now. Way too often. And when I was here, Dustin, uh, who is on the other side of this wall I was saying like, what is your guys's deal with cheesecake? Like, are you what guys, the deal? do you, what do you like so much about it? Or like, is it cheesecake factory specific or is it just cheese? Like, why do you, yeah, what's yeah, the deal? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, we just like, every time we get together, it's just kind of become a thing where like all of us get like cheesecake together level habit. And he was like, Oh, okay. And then we just didn't talk about it again. And then the last episode you just heard, we're in the middle of recording two episodes at once. So we just recorded last week's episode and then we went to go take like a pee break before we started recording this and there was a shitload of cheesecake on the counter array. and i was like where did this come from and apparently dustin remembered that like you were coming into town it was just a casual gift it was just like there was just so much we cheesecake. thought we were gonna have to wait till nighttime to eat cheesecake yeah now we're fired up on i have it cheesecake. inside of my belly right now we are ready to roll Ugh. ready to rumble even though we still don't know what that means i did not look up <laughs> rumble but we i rumbled with that cheesecake and i won yeah, yeah to be yeah, clear yeah, yeah. and oh the cheesecake won for me but either way <laughs> there's still and there's more like like it was like what like a half a dozen slices yes. of cheesecake and we were like okay we see you we, we were like it. it's very easy to get to our hearts but it means a lot once you do dustin also now that you're probably listening to this episode we expect that every week yeah so <laughs> you've set the bar very high I'm just kidding. next week we want a dozen a full baker's dozen um also yes uh yeah so we had cheesecake we're here also before i forget um like listen i'm here are we gonna go random nodding Yes. Okay, good. Thousand percent. I just like want to make sure on air so that you're committed. I'm committed. I told, so I told, um, yeah, I'm glad you have the audience really backing you on this to like (laughs) check in. Um, but, uh, no, we are, we are definitely going random nodding. I was just telling Christine that, uh, I, since Christine's in town, I was like, I don't know if we're having a sleepover. I don't know what the deal is. I'm assuming. And so when I left the apartment today to go record, I just brought like my big ass quilt (laughs) and like Allison saw me leaving and I was like, 
I'm not coming home. Bye. And just left. So uh, I just left my house in Cincinnati. He was like, I'm not coming home. Bye. Blaze was like, sure, I get it. Blaze and Allison probably have their own group chat with Gio <laughs> yeah. being like, this is some bullshit, huh? Oh, boy. But yeah, so we're probably, I assume, I'm telling you that to tell you, I cleared the day. Good. So I assume, you know, we at some point will find nothing to do for ourselves and go random on it. Correct. I think that's exactly the plan. So yes. we will hopefully, we record again in a couple of days. Hopefully we'll have an update for you then. Um, and also, like, we are just full of exciting news. We have this virtual mm-hmm. live show, which you probably heard in the promo if yes. you're listening to this, like, right now. But um, we are doing a virtual live show on the 22nd, again, because the first one was so fun. Yes. And it sold out, so we want to, like, make sure people get to come. Um, but we're doing a more spiced-up version. Spi- give it a little spice. A little, so little something, something. We uh, So a lot of people have been asking if we're going to do another show. And we have heard your cries and uh they're clamoring from afar <laughs> we hear you um, from our so- thrones <laughs> from the castle um we've got like two tweets now i'm just kidding we've, got, we've gotten three I'm just okay kidding uh but no so we obviously there's some interest so we were like well and we had wanted to do one on our own we anyway right um so instead of this time instead of us doing our own notes this time we're going to do a listeners episode version where it is a live show listeners edition so what that means is eva is going to be reading the top 10 stories that we get submitted and we built out a uh, email address specifically for this show so if you we're taking this very serious if you want to write out your story and you want it to be a part of this we made an entirely different email address so only those stories are in the running for this live show um that address is atwwd from our couches dot at gmail.com so because you ignore the at in the beginning and the dot in the yeah. middle <laughs> i think i'm like cheesecake drunk i'm yeah, just slurring see? also a, yeah. a lot of times i've noticed people write attwd so just like just like say the name of the show there's a there's a w w in there a double a double w a double w if you will yeah um so send in i guess the prompt is scariest stories and then if this goes well if you guys enjoy it if you know then maybe we'll do more um and keep those in like their own little gmail inbox right um also this time we are donating proceeds to the marsha p johnson institute yes it's ten dollars ten dollar tickets um we don't have a ticket link quite yet um but i'm sure by the time this comes out maybe we will oh we probably will so well just look on our social as of today as of as we're speaking we don't but we'll work on that like it's somewhere (laughs) and we'll be posting about it on instagram like we'll make sure you guys can see it yeah um but yeah so if you want your story heard for our live episode make sure it is in that it goes to that email address just make sure that eva knows what she's reading and um yeah we're really excited and we'll see it's august 5th august 22nd yeah august 22nd from at five pacific standard time to eight eastern and eight eastern standard time yeah you talk my goodness i'm just the cheesecake really i'm not used to being drunk five I am. slash eight <laughs> if you were watching a tv screen yeah like eight five cent no five eight five p.m p five eight eastern listen don't worry about it it'll be there you'll five will be pt slash eight et that's right uh also can i just give a quick ghosty update before i forget I think they'd be angry if you didn't. Okay, I just have a really quick one. And I think I've heard this on our live stream. We did like a Thursday live stream like we usually do. Um, happy hour. And uh, oh yes, somebody yes, yes. asked. And like, okay, I will say a lot of people have written in and sent some really interesting information to kind of like debunk what's going on. And okay. I, I am the first to consider those options. And I found it really interesting. A couple people have mentioned there's this phenomenon where like if you're used to a lot of noise like i was in la and then you go somewhere quiet Mm. sometimes your brain like fills in 
sounds. Interesting. And so that's one thing that I heard. So you're causing your own haunts, really. Perhaps. Uh-huh. But, and so that is something I've considered. However, I will say it is, it sounds very much like a person speaking in the other, and it's not often. Mm. And I'm pretty used to it being quiet because I lived there for a month with nothing happening. And then right. all of a sudden it kind of started. But what I realized, I was like, when did this start? It started when we hired a bunch of people to come paint the house and paint those church step those creepy church steps okay also there's creepy church steps wait you painted the church steps yeah you didn't tell me that well i did on purpose i bet just now <laughs> okay what did you thing. paint them what before we get into the spooky thing decor wise what did we paint them okay so uh what did they look like were they exposed brick or no. wood or so they're okay so here's the thing okay let me tell the cat story and then i'll explain so there's a cat <laughs> okay this Please is how it. this is what cheesecake does. Dustin's never gonna buy his cheesecake again. We warned Sorry, him. Sorry, Dad. Like, you made a mistake. <laughs> you should have told us after we recorded that there was cheesecake. Eva should have told you. Actually, Eva should have um, hidden them from Eva us. She knew better. You. She wanted to see how this episode would turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope she's enjoying herself. Um, <laughs> so basically, what happened is I was in the kitchen and Blaze was at work and I was home alone and I had already thought like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm making this all up in my head and like I'm, I'm fine. And then I'm sitting there and I'm at the sink doing dishes or something. And I like see something out of the corner of my eye. uh, And there's a whole side of my house that doesn't really have windows because it's like against another building. And so I kind of look over and I'm like, I thought I saw something like a weird flash or a movement of somebody or something. And I was like, oh, it must have just been like a reflection or whatever. Right. And then I realized Juniper has whipped his head around and is staring directly at that spot. And I thought, okay, maybe both of us saw a flash or, or a light or something. And then... I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm looking at a cat out of the corner of my eye. He's, his eyes are following something from exactly where I saw something. And now it's walking right past me. And he's looking at it and watching it wander through. And his tail starts flicking. And he watches it all the way into our dining room, which is like across the entire kitchen Ooh. into the dining room. And I'm just standing there watching my cat like, no, 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 no. It's like, can you, can your eyes wander out the door? <laughs> yeah, somewhere like far away from me. Away. And so I was like, whatever it was, I didn't see it. My cat saw it. Um, I was like, is there a dust particle? But like, I couldn't figure it out. And that's the first time that's happened. So he just was tail flicking, watching something walk across our kitchen, living room, and then Aww. into the dining room. And then he stared at it for a while. And then he just kind of moved on and i was like what was that um but so then i realized as i was telling em on instagram live is that it was right it was at the coming down these stairs we have that are kind of in the middle of the our like living room kitchen area and then i realized the stairs the previous owners had gotten those uh salvaged those from a church that was being torn down in cincinnati sounds like those people <laughs> wanted an experience it's, so it's there, like there's really... no way they did that and didn't think <laughs> right but, it's like know? a really old old like wooden like thick wooden set of stairs that they had taken and refurbished and put in the house and you painted them so okay so then <laughs> i didn't paint the wood but so oh. the you know how when you go up the stairs and there's like those little like panels yeah so they had <laughs> listen Gotta love them. But they had painted them this very interesting shade of yellow that oh. the entire house was kind of this interesting. That's where that's when the house should have been haunted. <laughs> that should have been the ghosts of the church being like, take this away. This yellow this is, is a no sin. good for me. It's, it was kind of right. like a pale mustard yellow, like as if you mixed mustard yellow with mayonnaise. It's not godly. It's not godly. It's not godly. It's not holy. Um, it's not holy. Uh, it was cursed. So I <laughs> did have people come paint the house because I was like, I don't want to like buy furniture and stuff until like, I have, you know, at least like the living room, the color I want right. it. And I'm not kidding. Everything was yellow. Not just the walls, 
the door frames, the doors, the, the door window frames? frames, all of it. The win- door frame, nothing was like trim, like everything was yellow. And uh, the whole... It's almost everything. like this. The, those people had like a like a reckoning like needed to <laughs> needed to make a point like the yellow power it sounds like they went to sam's club and like had a deal <laughs> i don't know so i was like let's just paint the trim white and the walls a nice navy and it looks really nice and then on the stairs they were this yellow so i was like can you just paint those white like so that they match sure but so that was the point it was that week where mm. it was like something weird and at that point we had people painting so i was like i'm probably just hearing like right. what i think are the painters but it has not stopped and um, we painted a lot of the house. So now I'm like, so the re- and it, I mean, that fits well with like it being renovated in yeah. some way and you're mixing up, messing with the energy. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away as in triangulate my location, but it is a v- built in like the mid 19th century. It's like mid 1800s and was um, a, a number of things. It was uh, tenement housing for a while. It was someone's absolutely died in that house. Airbnb for a while. There were just a lot of people in and out of this house. A lot of families, multifamily so not- house for a while. Like it was just a lot of different things. So it's also any spirits that were attached to those people going into this place. Anything that might have now found come and gone from there. Goodbye. So anyway, in that case, all I wanted to say was like, I do love the theories because I think it's very interesting that our brains play tricks on us. And I that's like one of my favorite things to read about and think about. But I'm having a lot of trouble uh, kind of ra- uh, rationalizing that with what's happening. So I here I am in L.A. <laughs> no wonder you fled. Uh, OK, well, I'm glad I'm not living there. Um Oh, that's awesome. It just would make sense why it was silent for a month and then we had people come paint. No, it makes total sense. And suddenly I'm like... I feel like you're getting in my head because in the last few days, I feel like in my apartment, I've also been hearing my name getting called. Oh, God. um, And we have... Probably me coming from I think it it has to be. (laughs) I'm coming in. It has to be either you astral projecting or me me thinking up something because nothing has changed or happened that would all of a sudden stir something up. But in the last, like, week, I swear I've heard Allison calling my name, like, three or four times, which is, it's creepier. If it were a random person calling my name, somehow that's less creepy. It's more creepy because it's, like, it's trying to mock someone that lives there. It's imitating something you already know. And I know for sure Allison isn't calling my name because it's, like, in the middle of the night when everyone else is asleep. Goodbye. And, like, I'm hearing it from, like... Like the hallway. I wonder if it's doing. It's because we we're doing so much intensified research. Maybe because we're stories. trying to record as many episodes while yeah. Christine's here. So I've been. We've been steeped in steeped in stories. Steeped Maybe in stories. that That's could be it. Tm tm tm. That's our spinoff. Steeped in stories. Um, That's where we have tea time. Shut the fuck hold up. on. Hold on. Tm tm tm. Yeah. <laughs> we have tea time. Oh, oh no. I gave oh, M. To the okay. Well, I'm also panicking because I for I never. Sorry, you guys gave us cheesecake. So sorry. <laughs> Um, it's like never ending. They're probably rolling their eyes like, Jesus Christ, get to the stories. Okay. But I keep forgetting to tell you. And I, I, I sent you a picture on my actual birthday, I think. And I said, remind me to tell you this on our, oh, on the I show. I certainly didn't remember. Neither did I. And now <laughs> it's, what, August or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so I've been wanting to tell you this since my birthday. Um, uh so one of the things that allison gave me for my birthday the main thing she gave me for my birthday was um she made me like a personalized advent calendar she's really trying to step her game up with wow like, she's pulling an m there she's kind of pulling a christine there too oh my god uh, oh god now i feel threatened <laughs> <laughs> she uh no she, it was like it's like probably the most creative that's cute i've i've seen uh gift wise and so um it was an advent calendar but but every day was a different present 
Oh, shit. I know. But some of them were tiny, to be clear. She didn't spend, like, she definitely probably spent in total a lot, but, like, not every day was, like, this big, massive thing. Some of them were, Ferrari. Yeah. (laughs) I only got three Ferraris. Um, (laughs) But she, uh, like, some were just, like, a little phone stand or, like, a mini card game or something. Oh, cute. But, um, first of all, before I tell you the thing I want to tell you, my favorite day was she planned a day. We all know I love my Duggars. She... Gave me a Duggar marathon and they're obsessed with fucking pickles. And so she <laughs> gave me, so my gift was watching Duggars and then she brought out a jar of pickles for us to eat while we watched the Duggars and they're obsessed with uh, tater tot casserole and they have their own recipe. You told me that. She this. made me tater tot That's casserole. Amazing. I was like, this is the one i was like that i know like of all the things and she's signed probably... sealed delivered let's go <laughs> well also like of all of the gifts she gave she was like not happy that that was my answer for what was my favorite one because she put so much <laughs> thought into other ones but that one came with layers where i was that's like so, like that's so like thoughtful of what you like it's like all the things we could have like. just watched the duggars but you also knew the things she'd clearly been listening because i told her like what they eat and shit and then she planned so Anyway, the thing I've been wanting to tell you about was arguably my other favorite gift. And oh, I should have brought it, but you're in town, so we can probably do it. Okay, what is it? Um, I'm dying. She, uh, uh, before I, be, we everyone's going to ask. It's from American Hauntings website, because I know people are going to ask. <gasps> what is it? I'm dying. So, they, so American Hauntings has their own line, and I'm so mad that we didn't beat them to this, their own line of haunted teas. <gasps> tea? So they have. Like beverage. Yeah. Spill the tea. Tea leaves. So they they live like a small little tea company where there's like probably like 15 different teas that they make, but they're all named after different stories, like different haunted cases. Stop. So and I think I've covered all of them, too. So I got to like I knew the the stories. And that's so cute. Get this. This is where I'm really going to everyone's going to be like, okay, now I fucking need it because it comes in little like apothecary bottles. Sure. Of course. With little corks in them. And they all come in this, if you get the, it's like a sampler, like you can just buy them as one, Individuals. but she got me kind of like a flight, if you will, Aww. because she knows I'll drink all of it. And, um, the box that it comes in is, uh, like slabs off of a haunted house next to them from like the 1800s. Wait, what? Something. Are you serious? Yeah. It's like an actual piece of like, and it's like an old house that people that no one lives in anymore. And so the they, thing that you're not allowed to do because you will bring ghosts into yes. your home. So they right. took like, great, 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 great. it's not even like, I guess they refurbished it, but they, it looks like they literally took slats off of a house and built little boxes to put all your haunted tea flights in. M. It's the most me thing. In Eva, the world. get these people on the phone. Anyway, so I know people are going to ask. It's American Hauntings. And I've already had some friends ask like, Where'd you get that? And then they got it. And then we FaceTimed and had haunted tea time together. So Okay. I'm going to... Wa- how have you not told me about... I'm so I've been waiting to tell you for literally months that now. I don't get to do haunted tea time. I can go 10 minutes down the literally, road and, and grab it I've never you. wanted anything more in my Let's life. Let's have tea time tonight. Is there TMTM, a wine company that does this? And then we can have like... 19 crimes. Wait. 19 and crime... Like wine and, and then like true crime for you. And then uh-huh. ghosts and tea for me. Right. Bingo. Bingo bango. That's You have but get 19 I, crimes. I'll go get the teas. Okay. Okay. Holy crap. Moving on. Anyway, let's talk about Welcome this. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. I'm sure you've skipped all 20 minutes. I'm sure that's why you drink. Um, so I don't know why I brought that up. Something about why did I bring the tea up? I don't know. There was a reason. There was a reason. It's. Uh, I think it's because I said, uh, oh, it's because I said uh, I made a hilarious joke about our spinoff show. <laughs> oh, yes. Steeped, Steeped yes. in so, stories. Okay. All of that is so we should... We should get like them to work with us and we'll use that tea for steeped, steeped in stories. Steeped in stories. Tim, 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 Tim. Bingo. Okay. 
Okay, got Also, it. American Hauntings, if you're listening, we created... St- you got the tea. We get the Steepson <laughs> Stories name. We spill the tea. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> and that's why We Drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My story today is... (laughs) Uh... A doozy and that it was it okay. I really like the story. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did until I got to um what I now lovingly call Zacopedia. Um because I've been listening to a lot of office ladies lately and they're they always go to the producer or the director or something for um all the behind the scenes right. stuff that they forgot and they call it Kentopedia because his name was Ken. Um so uh I've now started on my own have been calling it Zacopedia whenever I get to watch Ghost Adventures. So um, I'm covering Preston Castle um, and it's in California. And it sounds this, familiar, but I don't know anything about it. I thought I'd already covered it, but apparently I haven't. The name and is just familiar for some reason. It's an, I think it's called Ion Castle or Ion California. Ion? I-O-N-E, Ion. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. It's in California. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is also the location, which I will get to later, of um, Bagel Bites' first ever possession. 
Oh my. M earlier was like, we have to watch the episode I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Now I'm not so sure I want to. This, okay. And I, I feel guilty because only a couple days ago you texted me and you're like, I'm watching Ghost Adventures. What are the scariest ones that you've seen? Actually, I texted you. I'm trying to make Blaze watch Ghost Adventures. Oh, were you? I That's, didn't read that part. I had posted a picture on Instagram of Blaze in the Z- Bagel Bites blanket. I should have put those two things together. Oh, sorry. I thought that was... Uh, it was probably clear and I just actively ignored Blaze just kind text. of was like, why are we doing this? And I was like, trust me. Well, okay, go back home and watch this episode with him because I feel bad that I hadn't watched this episode yet. Otherwise, I would have said this one for sure. Oh, Everyone- I don't know if the if the possession's going to make Blaze convinced, you know. Okay, fine. You well, know, you and I, I should watch it then. Convinced, and everyone else watch it too. It's actually one of their first episodes too. I think it's like only like it was like episode one of season two or something oh, early bagel bites early bake early bags yeah um okay so the Preston castle is somewhere in california <laughs> and it is known actually as the preston school of industry but it looks like a castle so oh. it also kind of lovingly became known as the castle that's cute um it is a california historical landmark number 867 and it's listed as in the uh six seven Five three five three oh nine is probably actually like your house or something. For, <laughs> um, and I'm it's, the other half of this haunted duo, yeah. <laughs> you and the present castle, um, and it's also listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, so this once served as a reform school uh, for boys. Great. Um, yes. Yeah, so when I said lovingly referred to as the castle, I. It wasn't probably there's like, lovingly. There's like thunder clap behind it as right. you say that. Yeah, yeah it just like <laughs> crescendo of lightning. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it was a reform school for boys. It was one of the old, it's to this day known apparently as one of the oldest and best in the nation for its time period. Okay. Um, so it was like, oh, if you went there, you were like at the castle. You were reformed. You were reformed, <laughs> yes. Um, so it was built because before then, boys as young as 12 were um, being sent to literal prison if they cute. like broke a rule. So cute, so fun. So fun. <laughs> so cute. So uh, socially appropriate. So, so masculine going to prison at 12. So... Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so boys as young as 12 were being sentenced, and I guess the local prison or the state prison was San Quentin, and so they were like, we need a juvenile facility, so that's how this came to be. I see. Um, And it was one of the self – I feel like this was every reform school or hospital in this time period, but it was one of the self-sustaining schools where the boys did everything, so they – Gardening. Gardening. They took care of livestock. As young as 12, they were in charge of, like, the slaughterhouse, so they had – meat and uh they learned i guess during the day during the mornings they would do academic stuff and during the afternoons they were learning a trade so when they theory this always sounds like so good it sounds never goes well well it sounds so universally correct but i think it also sounds a little bit like a um like a utopia oh I was I was expecting you to say something darker. No, but, but like no. learning a trade as a kid, like I think that's awesome. But then I feel I like this so always too. turns a little bit utopian where it's like it's too good. Like something's yeah. going to go wrong. Well, I guess because you always like the only people part of this potential utopia are like people who like are troublemakers. So it like ends up kind of tw- twisting itself around. Because- yeah, well, the, and there's also these adults who are intent on like punishing these children, too. So like it, it's not Excellent good intentioned I, or well intentioned, I guess. Yeah, I think the the general 
understanding from like far away is like, that sounds like a great idea. And then you zoom in, it's a bunch of like abusive people in power yeah, and yeah, troublemakers yeah, yeah, yeah. who like don't really want this. Utopian. Who are like children and shouldn't yes. be going to prison. Okay, got it. So it was uh, opened in 19 in 1894. By the way, a lot of this information, I feel like the I'm not I'm not saying it, it this is right or wrong, but the Ghost Adventures episode seems like it had completely different information than the rest of the internet. Oh, so you mean Zacopedia? Zacopedia had its own entry. Zacopedia and Wikipedia were completely <laughs> oh different God. things. Um, <gasps> but I know I was I know this like maybe there were two Preston castles. They were the same castle because they talked about the same deaths. Maybe the his show just focused more on certain things and I feel like that they have didn't. researchers that like talk to people that you may ne- not necessarily see online so maybe they yeah got, they like, definitely interviewed like actual people who work there and stuff so like they, maybe that's where they got it it seemed like any show i watched about this it seemed like they were at different times so maybe different people who worked there cared more about different information yeah um okay that's interesting but i remember doing all of this information and i was like just for the heck of it i'm also gonna watch um ghost adventures and then i was like I would. I did not Turn know it any of upside this. down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it opened in 1980 in 1894, and it got its first residence. Um, there were seven offenders who came to the juvenile facility. There were. It was 46,000 square feet. Had 120 rooms apparently. Oh wow. Which, uh, from what I saw, it didn't seem like it was big enough to have 120 rooms. But maybe I'm. Maybe I. They only showed like a sampling of the rooms or something. Mm. Um. And the wards, which is a fancy word for, it sounds like, inmates, yeah. uh, they spent half of their days in school and the other half learning a trade. Um, it was open for almost 70 years, and there were several escape attempts. There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of inhumane punishments. Oh. Allegedly, from one website, I saw that there were also many murders and uh, alleged sex abuse. Oh. So I'm, And that was all. I didn't ever get any more nitty-gritty when it came to like punishments or anything like that. There was no real information on it um the most famous death there was anna corbin who was the head housekeeper and in 1950 right before a staff meeting her body was found and it showed intense signs of beating (gasps) oh no um some say that she was found in the kitchen other uh stories say that she was in the mattress room which i don't know if that means a bedroom or a storage spot for mattresses. for whatever reason that like gives me the creeps the Be- mattress room it's almost like a black eyed kids phrase of like where is your mattress exactly room? and it's like that's exactly it's just like off but it also reminds me of those like old school pictures of like the quote-unquote like um insane ward where the the walls right. are padded like right. a padded room oh i don't know if that's the same but i hadn't thought about that but that it just also, adds, also adds a layer of creep oh for sure um what if they just like taped mattresses to the wall? <laughs> um oh. also i don't know what this is the disinfecting pool oh my god is that like that a is. bleach lake like sounds that just sounds bleach so lake. bad all of this sounds also bleach lake sounds like it could be the name of an actual TM, TM, TM. oh i was gonna say uh, like a 90s punk band but oh also, i like that also a lake yeah it sounds like blake lively's evil twin <laughs> <laughs> um oh so God. or she or other rumors that she was stuffed in a padlocked closet this so, is all very bad it's like moral of the story like pick your poison at that point right um she most of the stories at least from actual um staff members say it was the kitchen that she died in or at least near the kitchen the kitchen is something i can understand of what that actually is 
I at least know the word kitchen. I at least spend a lot of time in that room. Oh. Most of it. Most most of my awake life, <laughs> I am in a kitchen. Um, so she was found. This this is pretty consistent in the story. She was found with a rope or a wire like wrapped really tight around her neck. Um, oh, God. And some of the, the shows I watched also said that she had been bludgeoned so hard in her face that it was unrecognizable. <gasps> Oh my god. Um many of the wards were suspects because a lot of them had violent tendencies. Um but most people for some reason believed that it was one ward uh named Eugene Monroe. Uh he was put on trial three different times for her murder. Um but he was never found guilty, but then years later he ended up being uh incarcerated for a completely different murder that he admitted to. Oh. So it like just kind of leads to like well you so you definitely did have the the you know, the tendency yeah. to be able or the capability to do sign. it. Yeah. It's like, we can't, that doesn't really necessarily help confirm that it was you, but it doesn't help that it wasn't you. Yeah. Um, heard our case. Uh, so new wards. The only thing I found about, um, I thought this was punishment. Actually, what is lie is L Y E. I don't I know. Like that's a word. I, I know that is it a chemical. It sounds like a chemical. I feel like it is, but like, I should have looked it up. A natural chemical, like from an animal? Am I making that up? I don't know. I don't. All I know is like I wasn't sure if this was a type of punishment. Uh, are you going to look it up? L Y E. Hey Siri, what is lie? Sure, that's what I was going to say. Nope. No, no, thank you. <laughs> um, it's basically like a caustic, like from wood. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, it's like a chemical. So it said new wards when they first came in were forced to swim in a pool of lye. Is that the disinfectant pool? <gasps> That's got to be it. Right? You crack the case. Listen, cheesecake has me like humming. I'm like on a different <laughs> level. Humming. My, brain My whole body's like on buzzing. vibrate. No, I'm. you really, it's like, wow, if I ever need to like solve a jigsaw, <laughs> you are there. Well, that escape room was a chance to prove myself that I didn't succeed. You so. were only 15 minutes shy of success. <laughs> it's okay. Um, although if you have forgotten all the, we could play again anytime you're here, <laughs> oh, given that maybe you forgot the rules. More embarrassing. Um, okay, so... They were apparently forced to swim in a pool of lye, and the, and that was like the end of that bullet, apparently. Okay. Um, and then in the castle, the second floor housed the staff apartments in the dorms, where apparently there's a lot of activity today. Mm-hmm. So the wards also, not only were there a lot of punishments um, and abuse, but they apparently died of several illnesses. Um, wards were in, allegedly even killed by the guards, mm-hmm. and some of the guards were killed by the wards. <sighs> apparently there was also um gangs in in the in the housing so maybe that was that fit into that somehow Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people died of um disease so in 1886 there was the biennial report and they said that the facility uh was exposed to pithesis I don't know what that is. Okay, Pythesis. Don't make me ask Siri. She's going to talk forever. <laughs> She's going to talk forever. It's like she had cheesecake. Um, <laughs> was exposed to Pythesis, 
typhoid, scarlet fever, smallpox, influenza, tonsillitis, malaria, pneumonia, epile- and there were also chronic illnesses such as epilepsy, cholera, regular fractures, bruises, Oof. abscesses, and contusions on the wards. That's just like weren't treated probably. That were not treated properly. Weren't treated at all. Oh. Um, also, he goes on. I like that bruises was listed next to like seizure. I know. So I was like, was. Those are quite different levels, but okay. Um. Apparently, the report goes on to say, quote, one death was due to an accidental burn <gasps> resulting in intestinal ulceration. Oh, my God. And one was caused by pulmonary congestion. Um, and Jesus. so those were two different deaths and their resting places are properly marked so that if in the future their parents or friends so desire, they may be moved to other places for burial. Oh. So that being said, I'll talk about this in a little bit, but there's also a graveyard on site. Sure. Um. So some of the death records are pretty shady. Okay, what a surprise. There's like 20, somewhere in the 20s, 23 or 26, um, like mysterious deaths oh. that like no one really ever investigated. Um, right. And so one of them was a boy named Grant Walker, and he allegedly died from typhoid fever. But the report says that he died. Oh, he's the one that died from an accidental burn resulting in intestinal ulceration cool but he allegedly actually died from typhoid it's interesting um, <clears throat> there's Very another different. yeah it's all so i don't know if that means that there's a abuse that they're trying to cover up in some way or maybe they just like didn't give a shit they're just like just, not taking care of their they were just like their files are just totally yeah. fucked up um there's also nicholas hamilton who apparently died from tuberculosis and he was kept isolated from all the boys to avoid contamination, or at least that's what they told people. Okay. It sounds like, according to this sworn affidavit from a doctor, that um, Nick actually hurt his knee when he was trying to escape. <gasps> and then the doctor said, I found him lying in the hospital, suffering great pain. I examined the knee and found it badly swollen and inflamed. Dr. Adams had also examined him and confirmed my diagnosis. Treatment was at once instituted, but then the superintendent decided to examine the injury. He rudely grabbed the boy's limb and began vigorously flexing, extending, and rotating the limb, okay. heedless of the yells and of pain emanating from the tortured boy. But his only reply was, lie still, I'm the boss here. Okay. And so that was just one. And also him being sick was never in the sworn affidavit. It's right. It's so, tuberculosis or whatever it was. Right. So they, they, they wrote it off like, oh, he died from tuberculosis it's and an was easy thing to and do. was isolated from people. Right. But this doctor says, no, he really like hurt his knee and he was getting uh. abused. And so this kind of scandal broke out and he might have never been sick, but it's implied that once the news found out that there might be abuse, the boy was quarantined. Um to keep the superintendent from looking bad. And they were like, oh, you can't see him or the kids don't know where he is. He has tuberculosis and no one should get near him right now. That's awful. AKA no one so will hear shady. his side of the story. Yeah. Um, or even see that he's okay. Or, or see any. that he's okay. And then he died six months later. Well, there we go. Yeah. So who knows how he died? Maybe it was like random tuberculosis right. or something else how, happened in, six, in those six months. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and so... Also in 1914, this one wasn't super mysterious, but one of the deaths was a drowning where one of the boys went swimming. Um, he claimed that he was going to swim a doggy, or the, I guess back then doggy paddle was called dog fashion, <gasps> which is kind of Hold precious. On, let's bring that back. Again, kind of like the black eyed kids of being like, I will swim dog fashion. Like it's truly. Like, 
Oh. Weird. I will okay. eat this apple with ketchup and like, swim dog fashion in your mattress room. <laughs> in your mattress. You better watch out because your mattress room is going to have a lot of apple ketchup on it. <laughs> um, okay. So, yes, he was swimming dog fashion. Uh, or he said he could at least, but then he dove in and pretty much sank to the bottom. Oh, my God. He came up once for air, screaming for help. Two of the boys tried to save him, but he couldn't be oh found. Oh, my God. It was like a pretty quick drowning. Nice. Um, which I guess as far as drownings go, like, hopefully it went quick. Like, yeah. but I mean, it's still like one of the worst ways to go. Ugh. Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. In 1919, there was one guy named Sam Goines, who this is interesting because my understanding of Sam up until Ghost Adventures was kind of a, a blip on the radar, a blip on the radar as far as the stories go. Like mm -hmm. there wasn't too much information on the on the Internet about him. Um, and then we got to Bagel Bites and he was like, Sam Goines is known to be the biggest poltergeist in the building. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, like, I didn't know about that. So um, <laughs> Sam Goines was uh, 20 years old and he was an inmate for burglary, but apparently he was shot by one of the guards <gasps> while he, during his stay there for burglary. So uh, a news article came out saying that Sam actually, it was like his third time trying to escape. And uh it sounds like in some way he was trying to run off and the guard whose name was J.E. Kelly, um, he tried to shoot him in the leg. Like one of the one of the rules there was like, if you take off and you don't, you know, we'll try to tell you to come back and we won't hurt you. But if you disobey after that, then we're going to try to at least like shoot you in the leg or something to stop you from running. You, right. So he which I guess that was protocol. So this wasn't anything specific, but. It tried to shoot him in the leg, but it happened at the exact same second that um, that Sam actually like bent over to get under <gasps> some a wire fence. Oh no! So he his body was bent, so like where his leg would have been, his back was. Oh, so he got shot no. in the back. Oh no! Um, there is a little bit of a, of a controversy there because there's another story that suggests that. Sam had already tripped, and while he was down, he got shot. Oh, um, oh boy. We don't really know which one, but according to newspapers, which who knows how accurate any 
real story from back then was. But according to newspapers, um, there were other people there who did testify with the guard saying like he didn't mean to kill this guy. He really thought he was just going to like stop him from running. Okay. Um, and so uh, that's one death, although that's kind of shady because we never got the full story. Um, and then there's another guy named Frank, and he died from an abscess of the brain. Oh. Which was caused by an accident that happened before he came in. Okay. Um, he had a motorcycle accident um, a couple months before he got admitted. And then uh, and then he died, like, within a week of having been there. But what's interesting about that is that if apparently ever since his accident and then he came in, ever since his accident, he was not himself he clearly wasn't in good shape like he looked messed up he had a brain abscess that people either did or didn't know about um and so i guess the protocol then is that they wouldn't have taken him um because he was in such bad shape they would have like demanded he go to a hospital right um and they wouldn't have taken someone who was so sick but they took him anyway so there's some controversy about like why did they kind of break that rule to let him come in and then he instantly dies right so it's just something that we don't know um also there was no record of him being sent to preston castle and so it's just kind of interesting that they fudged any paperwork about him even being there Yeah, shady so anyway in 1999 so we're really like going 100 years into the future the name was changed to uh the preston youth correctional facility okay um and only two years later, it closed. So notable wards at the time, I don't recognize any of these names, sorry, but um, apparently at the time, these were notable wards. Musician Merle Haggard. You don't know Merle Haggard? I don't know who he is. <laughs> who the hell is Very that? Very famous musician. Oh, are you making fun of me or do you know no. who he is? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> um, writer Edward Bunker. He's a famous writer, don't you know? Yeah, I know. I should. No, <laughs> I don't know who that is. I should. I don't. And then... Um, this guy, I don't know, but I would like to. Um, <laughs> his name is Tony Cornero. Um, he was apparently a famous bootleg bootlegger, and he was in California, and he was known as Tony the Hat. Oh hell and, yeah! <laughs> and he he built the uh, Stardust Resort and Casino in Vegas. Oh, that's fun. Tony the Hat. I love Tony the Hat. Speaking of, we're really going off on cheesecake tangents today, which is what I'm going to start calling those. <laughs> but speaking, I just heard Tony the Hat and it made me think of something I haven't told you is one of those embarrassing things in a in a relationship that like you don't let the public know about. But oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Say it louder. So uh, how did it start? Um, okay, so this is obviously really like disgusting and like probably cute to people who are like in the honeymoon phase of love. But other than that, it's like barfarific. Ew. But when uh, I hate it, huh? ev- probably. But every time I I tell Allison she's cute, probably a bajillion times a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do how do how does it start? It merged into something else that made me think of Tony the Hat, where I basically said like, um, I'll, I'll say anything like, oh, you know, you better tell me I'm cute or something or else. And like, it turned into something where I would say something cute and then I'd be like, you better or else. And then at one point she was like, or else what? And I'll be like, or else I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, smack you with some kisses, like something stupid Ew. like that. <laughs> I know it's super disgusting, but it's, I'm glad you said kisses at the end. Cause I'm going to smack you. Well, I'm I know not that's, gonna that's go the, that was kind of the point of it where it like, yeah. it like sound like it was going to be violent, but then it wasn't violent, but it turned into like a, a thing where it was like, trying to sound like some sort of like 
old mafia guy mobster old mafia guy and uh and now and it morphed into this thing where now anytime we disagree with each other about something silly like like not an actual fight. like you're so cute no you're so cute and it's like if you're trying to win the fight we have rj settle it since he's like the third man in the house (laughs) and it's a weird combination of things but there there's this one chocolate bar that we fucking love out here called tony chocoloni and so what? there's it's if you haven't had it it's really wait it's a cho- real chocolate it's bar? a real chocolate bar called tony chocoloni it's really good where is this from uh grocery stores really yeah it's really good okay i've never heard of it but uh somehow our like i w- when i was trying to act like a big uh like i was trying to act all tough like oh you better else i'm gonna like smack your out with some kisses and i was like and if you don't listen then then i'm gonna have to call tony chocoloni you're gonna get in real trouble <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like basically it's like you better agree with me or else i'll give you a kiss and chocolate so, or else you know it's like what yeah. parents threaten their kid of like you know i'm gonna call yeah except i'll call tony chocoloni tony chocoloni <laughs> anyway i heard tony the hat and i almost said chocoloni and then i felt like people might have heard me hesitate so then i felt the need to explain it well i will have you know i'm sitting i literally no joke started checking if i was lucid dreaming because i was like <laughs> none of this sounds real no none of it sounds real it's one of those things where it like is an inside thing that becomes another inside thing that becomes another and then you're like thing. oh if i explain it, it'll make sense and then as you say it, it out loud you're like oh maybe it doesn't make sense just know that in my relationship there's an imaginary person named tony chocoloni who is he like will get you this rough. real rough and tough mafia guy who's gonna like who's also just like who's gonna blood. like give the final word on whether or not like i'm cute versus allison anyway well, it's, <laughs> it's a real mess word. by the way also allison's parents listen to this sometimes so now i'm humiliated perfect anyway tony chocoloni no tony the hat <laughs> lit uh, was a ward here tony chocoloni was a ward at like willy wonka's factory probably in your house yeah <laughs> um so anyway it closed uh the place originally closed in 1960 uh it stayed open until 2001 um in 2000 or it didn't stay open until 2001 but it was at least on the property until 2001 then started to deteriorate which is interesting because it closed it closed in 1960 but in 1999 it was named maybe they like attempted to maybe they tried to bring it back and then in 2001, two years later, it closed. Like, this didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they got to call Tony the Hat and figure it Tony out. Tony Chocoloni just raised too much of a ruckus. <laughs> you know what? I thought that was like a, I think that's like a very, it at least would be like a cool. Um, a cool what? I was going to say like, a, there's already Tony the Tiger. I was going to say it would be a cool like character. Mascot. Like, if you're already called Tony Chocoloni. It is, right? It's a chocolate bar. Like, it's literally... Imagine if, like, there was a little, like, mafia guy on the bar being like, you better eat this chocolate. I don't know. We'll shop it. We'll sh- You'll shop it. I'll shop it, and then I'll text you about it, and then we'll have an update at some point. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, so, in 2001, the, uh, the Preston Castle had its own foundation that acquired a 50-year lease, and their goal is to restore it. Um, and many people to this day since it has opened as um since they've started restoring it people have been seeing a lot of ghosts so mainly people see uh anna anna's body oh geez um the one who died somewhere in the the castle um and apparently she's known to roam the halls and uh you know hear strange voices and noises noises and things like that there's the cemetery on the grounds apparently there's 23 graves recorded and um there's many more alleged deaths um the castle right now apparently does overnight ghost tours for a hundred dollars that's pretty cheap for a ghost for like an overnight 
stay. I think it's like pretty cheap. I guess so. Yeah. Um, Does that like? Do you get to like? I think you like to do your own investigation. Okay, well that's fair. Um, Because I think they just kind of leave you there. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, And also, there are apparently basic tours that are offered almost every Saturday. Um, And then this is something I don't think we've ever talked about before, but we should. Um, So every year for the last at least five years. They have their own paranormal conference. Um, it's called Paracon, which I've heard about I've before. Heard of Paracon. Yeah, I did. I didn't know if you know, but about like it. we've no. You're right. We've literally never talked about it. Apparently, it's always held at Preston Castle, and really? so they have like experts and vendors and psychics come out. And, and oh my god, it sounds fun. Come on, come on. One's and it's not too far. Well, for me, it's not too. Far. When's the next? Maybe I'll go and tell you how it goes. When's the next one? <laughs> the next one. Um. I well, this one got that got canceled this year because of covid what's the next one? next year i don't know when it is am i invited yeah of course um and so that was the internet information but the, i do want to tell you about the sh- the story the tv shows i watched so ghost hunters and ghost adventures have covered it so i'm gonna tell you about ghost hunters first okay ghost hunters uh this is just some of the things that they heard or i guess when they were doing their walkthrough this is things that they had heard about before they had their own investigation they the people that work there say that they have heard doors slam. They've seen misty figures. They've heard children's voices and giggling. Firm mm-hmm. pass. Uh, in the doctor's office, uh, on tour, two different on a tour, two different people saw an apparition of an older man in a doctor's coat and then vanish. Um, in the infirmary, the inmate Sam apparently died there because even though he was shot in the back, he <gasps> like survived for oh, a little bit and then died in the worse. infirmary. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it couldn't get worse, and then it did. There, there. We always think it can't, and then it always does. Um, people have seen shadows in the corner of their eyes, and apparently, this is—I've never heard this one. It's always fun when I get a new one. Yeah, what? people have heard have seen sparkling. Oh, like around their faces, sparkling. I don't know what that means. That's fun. I imagine I'm like inside a Lacroix, and it's just like <laughs> pixie dust everywhere. Sounds like yeah, like fairy <clears throat> dust. Um, and so women have uh, been heard humming. Uh, people have felt like there's webs on their face, like spider Ugh. webs on their faces. So they've had to, like peel something off, but there's nothing there. Um, which is exactly how Skylar is going to handle being bad. <laughs> He's just going to haunt people. Um, and oh, women have had their butt pinched. Well, okay, which makes sense. I mean, like it's, it makes I sense. I don't approve of it, but oh, it makes I see. Sense. In like a ward of boys, or yeah. in like a, I see. a bunch of troublemaking boys. Like it makes sense that if there was a girl there, all of a sudden, like someone might get pinched, which mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm not good i'm just saying i'm not surprised either yeah um it fits it fits and the in the quarantine room one of the i think this was the owner that was saying this story felt like she had literally gotten like electrified oh not electrocuted but she felt well maybe she said she felt like her finger had been put in a socket that's how i feel after that cheesecake (laughs) i'm serious i'm like buzzing we're really on one today (laughs) and uh she said that she felt it especially in her back but she felt like complete static charge in one of the dorm rooms, you can hear a whole room of voices. Like there's a party there, but then you turn the corner into the room and no one's there. That's the kind of thing. I That's the creepiest one to me because like you can stand out there for as long as you want and be like, I know what I'm hearing. And I know that's, when I go check, yes. nothing's going to be there. And that's what I'm saying. It's like when I hear those voices in my house, it's like, it's not like, oh, I just heard like a it's like yeah. I hear something happening mm-hmm. and I'm like, there must be someone here. I've said it before, but um, at my 
my dad's house my stepmom yes. used to say that she could hear things in the living room Downstairs. and she would literally open the door and go like shut up we're trying to sleep and then she'd slam the door and the noises would go away so actually they were very respectful <laughs> it's just someone screaming goers. shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so like, I, I believe that's a thing. I luckily have never experienced that. I think I would... F- oh, well, you want to come over? <laughs> Just kidding. I, know, not, I, I haven't heard a party full of people. It always sounds like two two or three people talking. Two people, maybe. Gotcha. Like an introvert party. Like like my kind of party. <laughs> my kind of party, yes. Um, In the... Oh, one tour guide said that he saw a hand... So a tour guide, obviously, he's standing in front of everybody and walking and he thought someone from behind him was like waving their hand to get his attention right. and he caught it from his peripherals and he turned around and nobody was behind him. Great. Um, also in the, I also saw mist in the ceilings that just like disappeared immediately. Um, in the laundry room, the chairs will move on their own and you can hear them like squeaking and shuffling Mm-mm. and you can also see doors close on their own. In the kitchen where Anna's body apparently, I don't think her body was found there, but her, a part of her death was involved in the kitchen it seems um you can uh people will hear a woman screaming help me oh god um people have gotten touched they felt their sleeves getting pulled they've heard knocking you can hear a female voice talking to you um there's been an ev oh and then while they were so this is now after the walkthrough and this is them in actually investigating um they got an evp which i'm telling you like I'm, I try to be kind of skeptical when it comes to EVPs. This one was fucking creepy. If it was real, it when was fucking When you hear like creepy. a real one or like a clear one, yeah, you're that'll like, give you the spooks. You're like, holy crap. So Grant, um, one of the investigators, he very clearly heard his name get called out. Yeah. Um, and then he later was, he said like, were you trying to say my name? And then you could hear his name again. Ooh. Um, and they play the, e- they play an EVP back later of hearing the name Grant and uh it really sounds like grant like it's Ew. like so obviously and that's grant. a very specific sound i feel like yeah yeah and so um uh what was i gonna say oh and also right when that happens a shadow figure also walks by when they were talking to anna they all of a sudden heard creaks on the floor like she was walking towards them Ugh. um for a second they saw a full bodied apparition on the other side of the room kind of like observing them Mm-mm. um they saw lights outside where there wouldn't be any lights coming through in the doctor's office. Uh, the temperature dra- uh, dropped really drastically and they saw flashes of light. Then they heard squeaking and thudding and shuffling and bangs, all, all that good stuff. And as they were trying to find the sound, cause it was coming from all around them, they heard this loud ass scream in real life. Oh dear. And they were by themselves in the, in the castle. Oh dear um they later found out that the squeaking thudding sound they heard was the gurney on in the in another <gasps> room rolling by itself it was actually moving it was moving by, they were like testing things Blah. to figure out what the sound was and it matched perfectly goodbye um and when they were talking to anna again later they heard a high-pitched voice um a shadow of someone was walking by and also they uh, they saw another apparition um they heard the door open by itself and heavy footsteps walking in the room next door. Um, nobody else was in the house. And then they also heard men speaking. Mm-hmm. They heard like different voices talking to each other. Um, when they said, Anna Corbin, are you here? They got an EVP of a female voice, either saying something like slow down or go away. It was kind of the way sound. Yeah. So it's, you could hear the first word a lot better than the second word, but something happened and it was definitely a female voice. Um, 
Also on their thermal camera, they caught something um, near the door. You couldn't really make out what it was, but there was definitely like a, a temperature irregularity going yeah. on. Um, and then they replayed the Grant EVP at the end, which was super fucking creepy. Um, and then real quick, I'm going to tell you about my favorite, Mr. Zach. Bagelpedia. <laughs> Bagelpedia. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm trying. So uh, apparently... Couldn't find this anywhere on the goddamn internet, but immediately in their walkthrough, you find out that in 1965, <laughs> which doesn't make sense because I thought it closed in 1960. I was about to say, but okay. Okay, so already this is kind Listen, of Listen, Bagelpedia, somebody fact check this. In 1965, an, the agricultural teacher was murdered on the farm because he asked two of the kids to stay behind to help him and two of the wards beat him with a lead <gasps> pipe. So I'm hoping I'm right and it closed in 1960 and that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean... Or my research is wrong and it, did, it didn't it did close. Unfortunately, it did happen, right. Um, I didn't even hear a lick of that information from anywhere else, but... But you're right. Maybe it is like they're just talking to people who work there who like have yeah. info that's just not online. They have like quote favorite stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, as soon as they go to where... Um, one of the rooms where Anna's death was involved. Cause it sounds like she was attacked in one room, then dragged into another room and then died in another room and then was shoved into another room or like hidden in another room. It sounds like her death was kind of all encompassing of this house. Yikes. But in one of the rooms where it was involved, I think it was the infirmary. They walked in and there were like, like dead roses on the floor. (gasps) And Zach was like, where'd those come from? And the owner was like, you're the we're the first people to come in here since we reopened after the winter like i don't know where what so those like random roses kind of surfaced um although you could argue that like someone came in and put them down before recording you know whatever um apparently in this room they get a lot of evps um apparently also in this room a black mass has come out of the floor and flown away um and also shadows will walk past the doorways that i don't like um apparently this is where i found out sam might be the poltergeist that everyone talks about right. even though i'd never heard about a poltergeist. famous poltergeist i never even heard about a poltergeist before this episode but apparently sam is like the craziest most active spirit there um apparently in anna's old room people get possessed in there oh here we go okay mm. and apparently you also hear in like two or three in the morning people have heard the sound of a buzzsaw Oh, goodness. Who knows what that means? I don't. But it sounds really jarring. Um, Also, during the walkthrough on the stairs where Anna was dragged, apparently they heard in real life a little girl girl crying. And also, Zach feels a wave of energy hit him. It's crazy. I love when he feels a wave of energy. Mm. It's very convincing. (laughs) And um, the the crew also... So, I gotta say, like all of the stuff kind of started happening all at once. And it did seem like they were in the whole crew was in different areas of the room. So they were kind of saying something to their own camera and then they would meet up and someone else would say the same thing. So it sounded, it came off like they were confirming without realizing. Oh, interesting. Each other's things. Like one person was like, it smells kind of bad down here. And then got closer to everyone else. And someone was like, do you smell sulfur? Like, oh, right, right, right. so it sounded like they didn't know what was going on. It all was actually they were happening. experiencing it. But also keep in mind, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a long time, but usually the smell of sulfur means that like a demon is there. Right. It's like no good. <laughs> it's no good. Like a, a happy, pleasant demon doesn't smell like sulfur um 
So he starts smelling sulfur at the same time that he's hit with this wave of energy and they hear the little girl cry. That all happens within like the same two minutes. Um, the equipment begins failing. Like you hear, oh, no. you hear it on that the camera. That freaks me out because that you can like watch happen. You know what I mean? And like you can tell that like they didn't even notice it right away. And then like a battery pack died and like mm. you can see them like they're kind of freaking out. Fumbling to fix Yeah. Right. Um. And so that all happened while in Anna's room. The like the battery pack died. The girl was screaming. They smelled sulfur. Their equipment was failing. And um, apparently in there, there's also a thick fog that shows itself. And people have seen, have heard knocking in empty rooms. Um, employees have actually been scratched. And during the interview, two different employees were scratched. Um, oh, my God. So that was interesting because one person actually had already been, like, relieved from being interviewed and then came back <gasps> to be like, I have a massive scratch on me, which at first I was like, okay, guy, like, you could have scratched yourself and then wanted more camera time. Yeah. Like, just trying to, like, be, like, realistic of, like, so you were gone and now you're back with a scratch. Right. Um, but then after – it was after the interview both times. One employee came back and said, I got scratched. And then another person was – um was brought in to be interviewed and afterwards she was like i just got scratched on my leg and both Ew. of them had it in the same spot and it looked the same that, but the, because they probably knew the spirit or whatever probably heard everyone like right. dissing the first time i was like no <laughs> that was me i was like i'll get you this time I don't worry purpose so um right away into their uh, oh and also they had a um a medium with them and it, she said that she was seeing apparitions like left and right um one of the scratches, by the way, did draw blood, apparently. Oh, so it was pretty t- pretty wild. Um, so right into the investigation, they hear sounds. I got to tell you, this is probably arguably, if not my favorite, in my top three of all Ghost Adventures for creep factor, not yeah. for, like, joking around about bagel bites. Like, this, like, spooked me for two in the morning. Okay. Um, love it, love it, love it. So, uh uh they immediately start hearing sounds it really was like if you're trying to go investigating like this was like the mecca like (gasps) instantly they were getting really creepy shit Mm -hmm. um and zach's because zach started taunting the ghosts he even says in his like narration he's like oh well as i'm taunting the ghost he literally admits to it so when people are like you guys are cruel i'm like he says he does it i would literally never taunt a ghost in my entire life um so He's and when I say taunting, I mean like keep in mind he is probably in his defense in the first half of the sentence, he is probably meaning this towards like the adult scary the negative demons. ones, not like, like the children ghosts, probably not the children right. ghosts, but like the scary demons that are scratching people. But keep in mind he is in a reform school for like children boys, and he is walking around with like this. I think a belt and like whipping the tables Wait, and being he like, is? and being like, okay. if you come at me, like this is what happens. Listen, like, I'm not gonna lie, that seems a little problematic, but I I don't think he was oh, implying he would beat children. Probably was not intentionally meant for anything. But I think it, it seems a little. Off. I don't think he knew how it was gonna come across. Yeah, it was experimental. Let's just leave it at that. Um, experimental. Yeah. I remember I was I was making a cake in the middle of the night while I was watching this episode, yes, yes. and I was licking the batter off a fork when I saw that scene. And I went, oh. And I, went, <laughs> I, was, I was like, he's like whipping the table. Like, Zach. Okay. Oh my god. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, so he starts pretending like he's going to beat them up if they come near him. And then he immediately, immediately as he's doing that, hears like a woman or children talk, like a light, 
uh, more like, feminine please, voice. Please just stop screaming at us, sir. <laughs> he hears them talking from down the hall and you hear it in real life. What's really cool about this is not everything was EVPs. You heard a lot of the shit That's in real life. Which like I... It doesn't happen often. Yeah, super rare. So then he says... Did you die from a disease in here and an EV- EVP picked up? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, there was another EVP that said the word talk. Um, while lying in the old beds, like they literally lied in the children's beds. And then they got an EVP saying, get out of here. <laughs> and This is my bed. And then they this keep, is my mattress room. And then they keep hearing random sounds. But then Zach commands them to speak or make a, a sound or something. And they got a pretty clear EVP of a child going, come on, you can do it whoa like as if it was talking to someone else like you like, make the sound yeah um your and, turn and then all of a sudden heard knocking i have goose cam just it was a really creepy episode it sounds spooky picturing him laying in these children's bed of like a it reform was, ward it sounds very spooky it was super it was creepy to me at least and so then zach gives them permission to take their energy and use them as they see fit uh, to af- take his own energy after, oh, his and Aaron. After threat his and Aaron. After <laughs> threatening to like beat the shit out of them. Wait a second. <laughs> like, okay, now use my Take energy. Take my belt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so then they see a mist at the, as he like commands this or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Then all of a sudden you see mist ca- caught on the camera. Ooh. One of their um, electrical electrical pieces dies, and then you hear very loudly a feminine voice scream. Oh, like oh. in real life. And they were like, what the hell was that? And then they had like, um, uh, they had one of those meters where like, if any electromagnetic activity passes by, it'll do a really very loud alarming sound. It's called a melmeter. Um, and it, it just shrieks forever and until something, it it sounds like it shrieks forever. It's only supposed to go like bloop. And then if something moves on it'll stop but if if it like remains if it remains it's essentially (gasps) something just holding its finger on the machine or like just standing in its field and so if it's beeping forever that means like something is right next to you and it's not leaving and that's what was happening so it was like just going on forever right after hearing a woman scream right after the battery died on this thing right after the mist right after he said take our energy this is all bad um and nick all of a sudden sees something behind him and freaks out for a second at the exact same time, Aaron is hearing a woman still screaming and Nick feels something drawing them downstairs. And he's like, and Nick is usually like, like kind of like Uber's here. <laughs> I need to go. Nick is usually kind of like the more quiet one from what I've seen in these episodes. But he was like on another one. It's like he had two pieces of cheesecake. He was like, he was like, we've got to go down there. Something's dragging us down here. Like, I can feel it. Like something wants me down here. That so, means you don't go down there. Exactly. In my humble Exactly. Opinion. Also, if you're usually the quiet one and now you're like desperate to get down there, it's like, let's reel it in, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, they go down there, of course. <laughs> of course they do. And they start hearing, uh, they start hearing sounds. An orb flies into the back of his head at the exact same time. So it kind of implies like this thing is messing with him or trying to like use him and bring him down there. Um he feels something touch him. He like literally starts booking it down the hall because oh, he feels something grab him. Aaron's leg is burning. They grab footage of his leg and there's three scratch marks, <gasps> which is three claw marks. That's never a good sign. Never a good sign. And um, Zach is apparently not feeling good. They start hearing sounds. Zach says Anna's name and then all three of them hear a female voice. And then 
uh, Zach feels something dark get near him, like something step Uh-oh. up next to him. And then he's really not feeling good. And he also narrates that this is his first ever possession experience. <laughs> he narrates it. <laughs> he does in like post, I'm sure. But he is clearly getting agitated. Um, oh, I thought you meant you narrates it like at this moment. <laughs> no. I am experiencing <laughs> This is something I don't understand. <laughs> understand. Uh, <laughs> that was that was Aaron in the background. <laughs> that was Dan. That was Dan. Who invited Dan? Those were the first up. Ep- those from anyone remember Dan? <laughs> those were the previous episodes. Dan re-entered. He is never welcome, and he keeps showing up. Um, and so anyway, so Zach doesn't feel good. He's like clearly getting agitated. He's losing control of his feelings. You can see his breath, which you can't see with the other ones. And he literally, I'm telling you, like, if he's faking a possession, if this is just like fucking bagel bites being real flashy, he did an excellent job because it seemed for all the possessions in the world I've witnessed, (laughs) it seemed really legitimate and it seemed real fucking out of character for him. I want to watch this while I'm drinking wine and I'll probably get just as spooked. I hope so. Like, I talk big game in the daylight. But. He he really, like, especially for him, because in future episodes when he's possessed, he's just, like, kind of standing there and gets real gruff and angry. And then, like, but, shoves Aaron. Right? Yeah. He, like, gets really aggressive for no reason. But this is, like, not Zach. This is, like, out of fucking character. Ew. See that? I don't. I have a hard time picturing He's Zach literally playing another. traipsing down the hall. Yeah. See, that I can't, like, him playing another <laughs> character is different ball game. Like, he, it literally, it looked like, it felt like. From what I saw, it looked like Anna had possessed him, um, which was interesting because they were right by her room, I think. Um, he kept saying her name. Yeah, exactly. And they kept hearing a woman screaming. They kept feeling getting drawn every time they mentioned Anna. Here, you know. And he starts jump roping. He's fucking just hallway. skipping. And so um, he literally, like, they catch it on camera. He's now just like, they're all freaked out and staying together. And then out of nowhere, he's like really agitated. And then his breath is really cold. And then all of a sudden, he just acts like, too calm and then he just kind of like wanders off and like like someone put a xanax in his drink or something. basically <laughs> okay and like wanders off in a way where like they haven't been down there yet and he's wandering off like he knows exactly where he's going and the camera people are like wait 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 yeah. wait and he's like super like flouncy like his like limbs seem like kind of light and like he's not like I, we used to call them luggage men in uh, in college because they look like they're always holding like suitcases <laughs> you know how he always looks like a luggage man yes yes like he is like light and like kind of flowy it's like very creepy what? and he just like wanders off like he's gone down this hall a million times and Weird. so he's clearly not acting like himself aaron and nick are fucking scared yeah and they can't find him they literally cannot find him and when they get to the end oh of the they're like calling his name like, like zach where away. are you and like <laughs> like they're like where are you and usually he'd at least be like i'm in this other room like playing peekaboo he's saying nothing they get down to the hall and at the end of the hall it he's literally in a room sitting in a chair facing them and has and is not speaking to them is not speaking at all and then they're like good night they're like are you okay are you okay and he literally just calm as a cucumber like too calm he's like why don't you come in here real no absolutely not (laughs) all your goddamn now and uh He's just like, why don't you come in here? Just come in here. It's okay. What and in the name of Christ is going on? I don't like this story. He and I'm literally waves them in like, it's okay. Like, come on in. And I'm having a tea party. And at, at they're both like, what do we do? We're looking at each other like, I don't know. Like, you go first. And so he waves them in. And then he is still acting super weird. And he just goes like, this is where Anna lived. Good, goodbye. goodbye 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 and good night and good luck because i'm and leaving they literally were like 
we're gonna go down to the basement or we're gonna go like we're gonna go somewhere else is what they're thinking we actually just remembered we had plans <laughs> so he literally says like we should like nick or aaron are like we should go to the basement and zach is like literally says quote you shouldn't go down to the basement you're gonna get hurt okay which like his favorite thing is maybe getting hurt he like that's can't... zach's favorite if thing. he thought you could get hurt he'd be like aaron you go down first <laughs> right like he'd be like i'll he, tape you going down he there. literally and he's again acting super calm and weird and he's like you shouldn't go down there you're gonna get hurt it's like super creepy you just goose camped me and thank you and so then nick asks uh it, since he's clearly acting weird i think nick is like carpe diem bitch and so he's like he starts talking to anna and he is like anna why don't you talk through zach oh. and like you're all clearly zach's like kind of one foot on in, on either side at this yeah. point so he's like go full in and he's like anna why don't you talk through zach and zach it's so fucking weird like Ew. so weird like he starts giggling okay and humming if this is fake then like there's a lot of weirdness going on. If it's on. fake, he deserves an Oscar. <laughs> okay. He, he like, but he's like humming and giggling and like acting kind of feminine, like kind of like, ha 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 ha. Like, okay. That's feminine, by the way. And he. <laughs> You're the expert, I guess. <laughs> he like, he's like acting very not like himself. Sure. And like in a way where I imagine he would have been embarrassed to act that way. On I've his never own. heard or seen him in this manner. Yeah. After three years of watching him yeah. closely, this was different. <laughs> After going to this fella's museum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and he's like giggling and like kind of like, like not evil giggling, but like a, like a woman just sitting there kind of hanging out with herself giggling. giggling. And uh, all of a sudden you see an orb fly into his head and Zach literally tells nick because in the beginning during the walkthrough they left flowers next to where anna's body was found but not the dead ones not the dead ones they brought they brought their own flowers and put them next to where her body was found which is different than the room where she actually lived in got it and so they they were like and on a different floor and so zach all of a sudden tells nick still creepy as hell he's like hey nick why don't you go back up to that spot by yourself uh why don't you go up there by yourself where her body was found and bring the flowers down here? And then he kind of pauses and goes, she wants them here. And so Nick is like, you want me to go by myself? <laughs> it's like, wait. And he was like, yeah, you'll be fine. Just go up there by yourself. And then like, that also means like, which would you rather be? Because Nick is being told as if someone has a plan for Nick to go up there by himself or this is kind of foreshadowing, because remember, this is early on in their career. Yeah. This is kind of foreshadowing the fact that everyone hates Aaron, because now Aaron's stuck with a possessed person. Oh, no. It's like, Nick, why don't you go away so I'm in the room alone with Aaron? Oh, no. And Aaron is so scared. He's, like, clearly new to so this. So Nick literally leaves. Nick leaves. Oh, shit. Um, He's, like, also panicked, by the way. Like, neither of them want to separate, but they're, like, also scared of what could happen. So, uh... Basically, Nick leaves. Aaron is by himself. And then he's so freaked out being in the... Because when Nick leaves, he, like, closes the door behind him. So, like, Aaron's like... What have you done? Now I'm in a closed fucking room with this guy. So he freaks out. And he, like, like pulls the door open. He runs out into the hall and just, like, decides he's going to watch Zach from the hall. And instead, by the time he turns around, Zach is standing in the doorway. Good, good night. <laughs> Farewell. And 
and And so he turns around and zach is just standing there watching him and aaron is like are you okay and he's acting still super cool and calm he's like yeah i'm I'm fine i'm good and aaron's like why don't we why don't we come out in the hall real quick i just want to see something like why don't we go out in the hall real quick and zach literally is like no i'm not gonna go out there like i don't i don't want him to stay in there yeah it's like the room where she lived apparently it's where her power is i suppose but he he literally was like i'm not going out there i don't want to step out there um and at the same time the camera is recording the sound of something frying in the kitchen which is weird um nick also gets an evp while he's by himself upstairs that says hey um and he also gets (laughs) at the same time as he's getting the evp that says hey he grabs the flowers he feels something pinch his leg in that room and he just fucking books it while getting the evp that says never again going back down to zach he is now turned toward anna's empty room and talking to someone who is not there zach is yeah okay aaron is watching zach look into an empty room and he's saying yeah i'll come back inside i'll come back inside it's okay stop it em and then uh he's got to be full of it i don't he is acting like he's literally talking to (laughs) someone and then uh the it basically ends with zach putting flowers in anna's room and literally just want it they didn't even end it with like him being okay or anything they ended it with zach putting the flowers in the room saying oh here these are where you wanted them and then he's still clearly not himself because he literally starts wandering down the halls again singing loudly loudly singing what is he singing i don't know I, I don't know what the words, but anyway, that is what Eight, the fuck six, happened to him. Seven, five, three, oh, nine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Preston Castle. And that was much longer than I expected it to be. But well, I was riveted though. We have to watch that episode. I, I was this is so, gonna be a long night, long slumber. It was party. such. I'm sorry. Like I basically like obviously like copyright all Zach Bagans and Ghost Adventures. Uh, Zachopedia. Like if you wanted the the spark notes of that episode, that's what you're gonna see, and it's what really what the fuck. Okay, well, I will get into this crime story so that you and I can go slumber party and watch this episode and randonaut and eat cheesecake. And oh my god, sounds like we're going to have a great drink day. wine. This is like the dream. Okay, this is the story of Angela Diaz. Now, remember when I talked about that cracked article about like uh, crime stories with unbelievable plot twists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this, is this also from there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just was like on a kick where I was like, whoa, whoa. Like I just wanted to like entertain myself i don't know scroll of the mouse is an adventure (laughs) it is is. um so i found this story that i'd never heard about um and i got a lot of the info on a blog called orange juice blog which is about like the oc like orange county i love that i know i was like that's such a fun name and then the cut which is a site i use a lot uh la times oc weekly daily beast and okay so buzzfeed news did this like really long in-depth piece on this and that's where a lot of this came from so credit to them Okay, so the year is 2013. Mm. 26-year-old Michelle Hadley is looking for love online. Um, So she had only ever been in one relationship, and that was with her high school sweetheart. And they had married uh, when she was 22 and had recently split up. So she was kind of like out of her first ever serious relationship um, and was like looking for a new new man. A beau. A new beau. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's dating online and she meets 35 year old deputy U S Marshal Ian Diaz and they hit it off pretty quickly. Uh, sounds like they hit it off of her last name is also Diaz. Did they get married? No, her name's Michelle Hadley. Oh, damn. Did I say Diaz? I thought so. Huh? Maybe by accident. (laughs) 
Her name is Michelle Hadley. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think I heard Diaz that. in the beginning of this. I could very well have said that. Um, Who knows? Or maybe I'm like, I had a premonition. Maybe it was because I said BuzzFeed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I said, it's entirely possible I accidentally said Diaz. I apologize. Who knows? I don't Michelle know Hadley. Okay. And she met Ian Diaz. And he's a uh, 35-year-old deputy U.S. marshal. And so they move in together after about a half year in the spring of 2014. Um, and they do get engaged. Okay. So you were sort of on track with that one. Okay. I guess. I'm just <laughs> like a really bad medium. Got it. <laughs> just like something's there. You'll figure it out, though. I don't really want to figure it out myself. You can figure it it's out. It's like I can let you know that something <laughs> is happening. What it is, I don't know. And then go back to your tea. <laughs> <laughs> now give me $500. <laughs> Um, so pretty quickly, even though they move in together, uh, things start to go south. So Ian becomes controlling, possessive. Um, it starts when he insists Michelle wear, quote, sexy clothes. He pressures her into wearing, like, really revealing crop tops, wearing, like, acrylic nails, even though she didn't feel comfortable in them. Um, he even, like, basically forced her to have her belly button pierced. Like, he was, like, controlling her look and everything. Uh, he also forced her to take a pay cut of $20,000 to leave her position um, where she currently worked for another position at his former employer and what he called his favorite place, which was Disneyland. Okay. So he, it's many people's favorite. Place, it is so. many people's, including good old Ian. Uh, good. And so basically she believes he wanted his ex colleagues to keep an eye on her. And that's why he pressured her to oh. take a job at his old workplace. I see. And she took a huge pay cut for that, but like was just basically pressured into it. Sure. Um, he began spying on her computer. He tracked her with GPS anytime she went out of a certain radius. Mm. Like, just immediately very abusive behavior. Um, he basically controlled her every move. And, like, obviously this is already very heinous. But then, obviously, things get worse. They must. We're only at the beginning of the story. Surprise! So, so he starts insisting that Michelle have sex with strange men <gasps> while he watches and films from the other room. Oh, my. Yeah. So she is not comfortable with this. I don't blame her. She doesn't want to do this. However, uh, she said there was so much pressure, so much emotional abuse uh, mounting on her that finally she just gave in on Valentine's Day of all of all days, 2015. Um, She took OTC, like over the counter nighttime, like NyQuil, like cold medicine and a few shots of fireball because she's like, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So she needed to want to be there like liquid courage in the form of like NyQuil and fireball, which... I mean, just that'll do it. I think <laughs> go bye bye like, yep. the second you can. Yeah. So she went through with it. Ian filmed her having sex with a guy he found on Craigslist. Ugh, it's not even someone you know. And I trust. know it's oh. not right. There's not even like a like a background or history or like I don't know if that's better or worse, but it just seems extra. Skeevy. It just feels like how can you really tr- trust somebody? I mean, yeah. I guess if you meet up with certain intentions, but she clearly wasn't on board. So it's like. No matter what, I just feel like you can't trust that, like your like your sexual health is compromised yeah. or anything. Yeah, so. yeah, it just felt very like rushed and sudden, um, and she was clearly very uncomfortable. Um, right, uh, that <laughs> like also, that above all else. Right, I'm just trying to think. There's just, with with it being Craigslist for some reason, it just adds Craigslist a whole has such extra a bad rap to too that like anybody yeah. you meet on Craigslist automatically has like the ring of like something bad's gonna happen I'm like just primed after the craigslist killer exactly like exactly so according to buzzfeed the next day michelle felt sick with regret um and begged ian to destroy the tape that he had made but he refused allegedly telling her quote no one put a gun to your head 
which like so gaslighty, so abusive, that's and disturbing. the most manipulative, right? abusive thing you can. Because like, what do you say. even say to that? Like, that's the point of abuse. Is like no one has to hold a gun to your head because exactly. you're a, it's abuse. Because <laughs> you're the one, right? Exactly. You're literally. I'm already. I'm already there. Like, like it's already terrible. Exactly. Um, that summer, Michelle and Ian moved into a brand new two story condo in downtown Anaheim. They took out a mortgage together, moved in, but uh, things shockingly were getting even worse. So Ian. Uh, despite his previous statements, was now becoming physically abusive in addition to everything else, Um, especially whenever she indicated she wanted to leave or might leave him or threatened to leave. You know, obviously that would escalate Mm -hmm. the abuse. Um, Not long after, Michelle and Ian actually did break up for good. He took back her engagement ring. Um, He accused her of cheating on him, even though she claims she hadn't. Uh, But she just kind of turned around, packed up her car and drove away, like fortunate to get out of the situation. Unfortunately, they were still tied together by this condo because they both shared the condo. They both right. were paying for it and had a mortgage together. So there was like this year-long battle that ensued as they tried to come to a financial agreement as to what to do with this condo. Um, Michelle felt sure Ian was using his ties to law enforcement to like track her. I mean, he had done it before. And she felt like he was trying to intimidate her into like giving up this battle for the condo. Um, She kept seeing his SUV parked near her school, like she was at Chapman University, and she kept seeing his SUV, but without the license plate on it so that Mm -hmm. she couldn't, like, prove it. Oh, I don't like that. Isn't that creepy? Like, a car, any car you keep seeing without a license plate is bad news. It's like the one you definitely want with a license plate. (laughs) Yeah. So she kept seeing it, um, and so Chapman University security banned him from the campus. Um, Her anger escalated to the point that she, like, lost control she actually called it like a fugue state almost like she like like she said exited her mind basically and she wrote this angry email and i'm gonna read it to you she sent him this email that said your sins are many including defiling me and my family with your wicked and evil sexual acts Mm. your financial coercion and irresponsibility your gluttony your greed your lust your sloth your wrath your envy and most of all your pride i will bring the full force of the law and the word of god against you to judge you According to Daily Beast, further emails suggested he was guilty of uh, the seven deadly sins. Most of all, pride was his worst uh, sin, I guess she said, and that her patience was at an end. And then she signed off the email with, so let it be written, so let it be done. Just like very ominous. Yeah. And she was very angry, clearly. Um, Yeah. I didn't expect the – I didn't expect like all the religious – stuff at the end of that letter i was expecting like something completely different and then you started listing all the sins and i was like oh shit like, okay we're in the bible now I, I got real i like and so in my head i was just trying to think i was like did she nail all of them and i think she did <laughs> <laughs> so she actually grew up in a really conservative okay. religious household so got i think it. when she like kind of snapped in this way not snapped like the tv show snap sure. but snapped in like <laughs> in like she said yeah. her mind like left her body um she probably out of body almost like she called it a fugue state she like basically reverted to that like angry religious that makes it diatribe yeah right something about that it's always like the criminal minds episode where they where the killers like in a few are trying no or like trying to like reference the bible or they're like oh i I think it's it's more i wouldn't say creepy but it's interesting that like if she was in this state where she was not in control of herself that that was just her instant go-to of like biblical uh, right yeah, it but just, I wonder if that that makes it kind of eerie of like, oh, you weren't even thinking about it. Yes, and exactly. That's the shit that you're thinking of, and that's what I'm thinking. Like with these, there's like episodes of Criminal Minds where I think it is where the guy like 
bases his murders off the seven deadly sins and like finds people that are like guilty of like sloth and guilty of if it weren't about murder that's the coolest storyline yeah like it sucks that 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 actually happened no it's a criminal minds episode. okay oh, okay criminal minds. <laughs> i was still thinking of snap sorry all i want to talk about is matthew gray Goober. um <laughs> that's no I, I mean that's like very original at the very least it's original yeah it's just a creepy when you bring like the wrath of god when you bring like yeah. old school literature like Dante's Inferno and shit. It just gets very. He would have killed me for gluttony for sure. For gluttony, yeah. <laughs> like a thousand. Do you see me with those cheesecakes? Sloth, gluttony. Gone. I'm just thinking of all the ones that we. <laughs> oh, sloth. Yeah, we're Gemini. It's probably so... easy to like if your goal is to hurt someone from sloth. Like that's got to be just, so... like walk around. They're probably taking a nap. It's easy. <laughs> um. Okay. So basically, uh, finally at the so she wrote all this email, all these emails. At the end of 2015, um, Hadley, so Michelle and Ian hired property lawyers to help end their dispute, and they agreed that in six months, which would be early June 2016, um, Ian would fully assume payments for the condo, and she would uh, basically be off the hook. And if he couldn't afford the payments, then they would sell it mm-hmm. and split the cost. Okay. So that was kind of, they finally were like, we can go our separate ways. We are no longer tied by this, like, financial right. thing. We can this just be away from condo. each other. Yeah, we can separate officially so ian himself was especially moving on because in january of 2016 he met 32 year old angela connell uh, also online and the two of them fell in love Mm. so i feel bad for her yeah so really wish we could go back in time (laughs) so they were so in love that within a month angela moved in with him and where did she move into into the condo that michelle Mm. was still paying for for the next six months so Keep in mind, Uh she's still paying these payments on this condo. Uh That spring, Ian and Angela, so the new new GF, traveled to Boise, Idaho to see her family. And that's where she announced to both Ian and her parents that the happy news that she was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. With twins. Oh, double (laughs) trouble, man. Hooray! Oh, no. So their relationship, shocker, moved pretty quickly. Uh, So quickly, in fact, that they did get married and she became Angela Diaz. So it's that entirely Diaz possible. That I heard earlier then. Oh, I said this is the story of Angela Diaz. Okay. I'm such an idiot. It's literally in bold on the top was, of my page. Okay, so I am not a psychic. I see. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I was really planning a whole business out of that. It's okay. Oh, off that one thing <laughs> that, that one half everyone success. was probably screaming, like hit rewind 30 seconds and probably <laughs> was screaming like Christine literally said Angela Diaz. Uh-huh. Sorry. So Angela did marry him and I became see. Angela Diaz. That's interesting. Okay. So anyway, they got married. She's pregnant with twins. Um, Shocker, things were not good for long. Shortly into their relationship, Angela began receiving mysterious, disturbing emails. Uh Um, They featured photos of decapitated bodies, photos of dead babies, and biblical threats. Excellent. Trifecta. Trifecta. Those are the three, such as, quote, there are legends that Adam had a wife before Eve who was named Lilith, but this is not found in the Bible. The legends vary significantly, but they all essentially agree that Lilith left Adam because she did not want to submit to him. According to the legends, Lilith was an evil, wicked woman who committed adultery with Satan and produced a race of evil creatures. I hope you are scared of death tomorrow. Be prepared. Don't sleep. Be watchful of the daughters of God. We will steal your child and we will watch as it dies. He is using you for everything. Don't you see this? He is obsessed with me. I I am his treasure princess. You are nothing. Watch your back tomorrow. <laughs> Just bad. 
It's really bad. That one's okay. Eva is over here and she's losing it. Okay, that's. Can she hear it? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know she could hear it. <laughs> I... <laughs> wow. Should so I that's... say it louder? You are my treasure princess. <laughs> He is obsessed with me. <laughs> I am his treasure princess. You are nothing. Okay. Wow. That's really just the creepiest. It's just a lot. Okay. I, I feel like there was a heaviness that sank onto me listening to that one. Okay. There's one more line. Oh, great. What is it? I know you are leaving work. Sorry, Eva. This is this one's not directed at you. I promise. I'm sorry. It sounds like it is, but it's not. You're good, Princess Treasure. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh my God! It says, "I know you are leaving work. I watch as you walk. Let's play a game." <gasps> I know it's. So Why scary. would you end it like that? Okay. Oh, wait, Why there's... would you start it or have the middle or <laughs> like end it like end, that? The fact that it's the ending. The let's play a game instantly i would just go into it's like it. from saw right that's from that's or from like Jig happens in saw Jigsaw? saw yes. yeah yeah so um not that i've ever seen that movie but then <laughs> it continues there's uh, i forgot there's more sorry okay i keep so thinking there's not more but then there's another quote <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> it says there is no place you will be safe anymore you might be beautiful you might be the one he married but you are still a sinner and you must be punished i will make sure you are reminded of your place by force and that's okay. the last one for now. For now, that is when I would grab like a sleeping bag and then move into a police station, <laughs> <laughs> just like hide. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then things escalated. I know you think they couldn't, but they did. They are certainly really testing my limits of what's possible. <laughs> I, okay. On June twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, Angela called nine one one to report that she'd been attacked in her garage by a strange man. The man explained he was allegedly responding to a Craigslist ad. Oh, my God. Turns out some... To rape Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turns out someone named Lilith Hadley had responded to a Craigslist ad called Rape Fantasy, <gasps> saying, I have been dying to have a rape fantasy occur, watched while walking my dog, following me to the door and forcing me into my condo. I am 30, tall, gorgeous, and ready. I have a Yorkie I walk every night, say 8 p.m. Come find me. Then listed the address of the condo. Wow. Wow. I've heard it. So that's actually happened. That's been a, a, a storyline for a lot of, like, Law and Order SVU That cases. is a very SVU. It happens in, maybe not all the time, but, like, I've seen at least, like, three yes, episodes same. where, like, someone is... It's, in the house you, because they thought they were fulfilling a fantasy. And you think that's what it is. And then they're like, wait, wait, wait. I thought this was an agreed upon yeah, thing. Yeah. I thought it was understood that like this is exactly how I would be doing things. Exactly. Oh, my God. So that happened. Um, thankfully, it didn't happen. You right. Know, but right. that was kind of what she called the police about. Um, as if that wasn't enough, the response also featured photos of Angela that had been taken from her Instagram. And this happened multiple times. So uh, police asked who might be responsible for this horror show that they were living. And Angela said, I know exactly who's behind it. It's my husband's ex-fiance, Michelle Hadley, who is still bitter over like their separation. She's still pissed about this condo. And she probably wants me out of the picture. And Ian was like freaking out. He basically, uh, when police showed up that night, he... Uh, asked police is there any way we can get this girl in cuffs tonight because he was afraid for his pregnant wife's safety wow so fortunately for them police responded pretty quickly they drove to michelle's house in ontario california and arrested her 
Um, Michelle spent the night in jail, but her parents managed to post the $10,000 bail to have her released the following morning. Uh-huh. And almost as soon as she got home, um, Angela was like, I'm getting these emails again. They have it stopped. Uh, she didn't get scared into like stopping. Um, in July, she called 911 again, reporting a mysterious person lurking around her condo and was like, I know this has to do with Michelle. And the next day, for this reason, Michelle was arrested again. But this time her, her bail was set at $1 million, which was not what her parents could afford. Right, so she right. was in jail now. The Orange County DA's office explained, we believe we have a true public safety issue. And if Michelle Hadley is not arrested, then Angela Diaz will eventually be raped or killed. So Michelle was labeled a sex offender. According to BuzzFeed, she was basically spent her time in jail being strip searched, confined to her cell 23 hours a day um, and allegedly denied access to things like toilet paper, sanitary product products, contact lenses. The piece like went into like the conditions of jail living as part of the story, which in its own right is its own horror story, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so let me see. Sorry, I'm I'm rearranging this a little bit. Let no, me no, figure no, out no, the good. best place to say this next part. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, Anaheim cops uh, filed ten felonies and misdemeanors against her, meaning if convicted, she could ultimately spend the rest of her life in prison. Wow. Um, unfortunately, nobody in law enforcement seems to have taken it upon themselves to prove that these threatening emails were indeed from Michelle. And if they had taken the time to trace the IP addresses, they would have found that the emails that uh, Angela had been receiving had been coming from within Ian and Angela's condo the <gasps> whole time. Okay, so I love... Plot twist! Uh, there's <laughs> crack.com. Crack.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. I did think for a second, I was like getting those emails and I was like, what if that person was in like the fucking closet watching her this whole time get these emails dun, dun, dun. and then i was like no 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 that won't happen and so then, who do you think it is i don't know no no i don't know i don't oh. know i don't know it was a thought that i had in my own head and then you just said that and i was like oh my god i was onto something oh well here's the twist i guess i thought you had figured it out but here's the twist angela had been sending herself the threatening emails the whole time oh yeah that i did not get. <laughs> okay got it sorry that wasn't clear it could have been either Ian or Angela, but yeah. it was Angela. She had been sending these from her own phone uh-huh. and computer. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. To herself. I see. Got it. Yes. Um, yikes. So obviously doing this, meanwhile, framing Michelle, calling the police repeatedly um, to get Michelle in trouble, which worked. Yeah. She was charged with 10 felonies. Like, this is bad. Wow. Um, after raiding Angela's computer, the police arrested her and finally exoner- exonerated Michelle, who by this point had spent 88 days in jail for this. And by the way, had never met Angela and was like, I do not know what is going on. Like this poor girl was not like, even knowing what she looks like or anything. Like Holy literally shit. no clue. What is, so did Ian know that Angela was doing this? So interestingly, um, during the pretrial hearing, all sorts of fun details about Angela emerged. Um, Excellent. Some of which Ian was learning some of which he had figured out uh let's just say she was lying about more than just these emails so an ex-boyfriend named jason rayburn who also had worked in law law enforcement testified that when they started dating angela had not only told him she was an attorney which like she was not uh she also stated she was suffering from cervical cancer oh and she took this really far like she forced him to rearrange his house so she could properly receive her chemotherapy treatments which didn't exist oh my god um and this was really hard for him because his son had special needs and like the way he rearranged his whole 
living space and situation was really hard on his son. So it's just like extra fucked up that she was like forcing him to do this. It was mentally messing with multiple people. Yeah. Um, According to Jason, Angela shaved her head and had photos of herself getting chemotherapy. Um, Jason began to suspect something was up after a while. So he had a friend like watch the house one day while she was supposedly scheduled for chemo, but she never left the house. And he was like, okay, something is up. Yeah. So Jason and his friends started searching Google for phrases like chemotherapy, cervical cancer, and basically found all the photos that she had been sending like of uh, people with IVs and stuff yeah. like to pretend like she was at the so hospital. Up. Right. Yeah. Um, so Obviously. yes, exactly. So she had a coworker at the time who had become a close friend and like had really rallied for her also thinking she had chemo. Um, she started to grow suspicious that like Angela had no side effects. Like she would come over and get like really wasted with her, but like never seemed to have any like, yeah, ill or ill like, or like yeah. right have any side effects of Be chemo. Super tired and groggy from chemo. Like weak. right and like actually talk about <clears throat> it or act like it was. She just felt like something was off. She yeah. wasn't telling the whole truth. Um, so she called the hospital and asked if she could come keep Angela company during her next treatment. And the staff was like, "We don't know an Angela Diaz." Or sorry, at the mm. time she was Connell. We don't know an Angela Connell. Wow. You know, so I they're learning all about this in court. Like he's finding out all this information about her um some of it he had known this i think he's finding out in court yes from the previous boyfriend i think one of the perks of being a judge is like you just get to hear so gossip drama all <laughs> gossip, day yeah i mean yes also drama and like also like really like disturbing cases and, and also stuff. But, like the if, legal system is fucked but yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the event you are an excellent judge with good moral character i think the one slight perk, perk. is like what kind of gossip well, what about I a courtroom reporter yeah maybe a courtroom okay. reporter Let's say that. Then you can select where you go to, okay. to which yes. courtrooms you go to. Let's let's make it that. <clears throat> um, so the friend teamed up with the boyfriend Jason. At this point, at this point, they're both like she's lying about a lot of things, and they held an intervention. They said, "We know you don't have cancer," and uh, Angela replied, "Yes, I do." And Jason said, "And we know you're not an attorney." And she said, "Yes, I am. You want to talk to my mom?" What? <laughs> she'll prove it oh my gosh like, my mom would probably if i was like tell them i'm a I'm a lawyer she'd probably be like yeah i don't know i feel like you're that's, that's so- such a useless argument talk to my mom yeah exactly my mom would, <laughs> if i told someone i was a bunny rabbit my mom would agree with <laughs> it she, sure you're darn too <laughs> um so they asked to see angela's chemotherapy port but she refused to take off her jacket um and then she basically just moved out Mm. and they were like well fuck her right um and it actually really broke her friend's heart because another child was affected her son was in second grade at catholic school and he had prayed like day and night for angela to get better he had his whole class like his whole second grade praying for her like writing about her yeah and angela had created her own hashtag that was hashtag angie warrior and like they would use it to like promote her health and stuff yeah so in addition to lying about her job and her cancer guess what else she lied about what she was not pregnant at all okay which is not shocking now not anymore but she had purchased sonograms off etsy for seven dollars and fifty cents see you can do that also you can buy used pregnancy like positive pregnancy tests people sell them wow online People buy them to, like, trick partners and things like that. Huh. And hopefully for less sinister reasons, but that seems to right. be what hopefully I've read. for, like, some weird, some weird April Fool's joke. thing. joke, right? I don't know. I don't know. None, none, of that, none of that seems that hilarious. Like, maybe but. if you're, like, 
it'd be funny if you were like a gay couple or something and it's oh, like yeah, yeah. you're like, it's like i'm pregnant it's like okay well <laughs> they thought that was funny <laughs> not that gay people cannot have a child yes but like, but like if allison gave me a, a pregnancy test like, and said it was positive i'd be like explain <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, like are you mary like right. what is going on right 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 yes so you, I, okay there are very slim possibilities this could be used for a hilarious yes. joke but <laughs> This is not the case, unfortunately, for Angela. She also had purchased these positive... Okay, no. She hadn't even bought positive pregnancy tests. So Ian had found this part out before by himself because he Googled sonograms and the first ones that came up, he's like, this is literally... And you could fill in like your name and the doctor's name. Like you could order them like pre-filled out. It's okay. so wild. Um, and there's weird ways to make money in this world. Um, certainly. <laughs> certainly. <Us>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's like the ultimate example. Fair point. Yeah. Moving on. Um, and uh, and so he had also found the test, positive pregnancy test, but in the bag, like she had shown them to him, but in the bag was a marker, a pink marker, and she had literally like drawn, drawn the line. line and he was like, oh she never God. let me look at it close enough. That's trash. That's it's not, tr- even, it's not even well done, yeah, right? It's, it's like, even- and she left the marker with them, really? Yeah. So anyway, um, he had figured that out. So at this point, he's like, dude, she's screwy. Like, I will testify against her. She's right. blah, blah, blah. Um, so the thing that frustrates frustrates me about this case a lot, obviously, but like the, the whole ordeal Michelle went through and like she was harassed and targeted by Ian and like in the beginning and then she was made out to be this like crazy mm. hysterical woman who like right. couldn't handle, you know, and they didn't even like do a basic check to see if she was the one sending the emails they just like put her in literal jail and like what i was gonna literal jail literal jail not figurative jail what i was gonna read earlier too is like when she was in county jail she learned how much worse it was for those who weren't white or young or healthy and this is something she still talks about um so according to buzzfeed michelle's roommate was this black 85 year old woman who was hard of hearing and like slow moving had struggle had trouble walking and she said michelle said this inspired taunts and abuse from deputies it was like so much harder on her roommate in jail than it was on her um and so that was just part of like the buzzfeed article was like this is what she experienced and learned about and um so she just she knew she had a feeling okay this is the other frustrating part she had actually gone to police about this weird stuff. She's like, I kept getting like weird notifications that my Gmail account was deactivated, but it was like an email address I didn't own. It would be like Michelle H. It has been deactivated for like abusive conduct or something. And she's like, that's not my email. So she's getting weird. And like Craigslist, like your account on Craigslist has been created. And she's like, I felt like someone was using my emails or like hacking into my stuff, which they were. She just didn't know the extent of it. She had literally gone to the FBI with this and been like, this man who has been stalking me, harassing me, abusing me, I think something's up. I think he's like using, just totally dismissed. And then she ends up in jail for this. So it's just like really frustrating. And like, she's presented as like unhinged. This was presented as like a cat fight between two women fighting over a guy. Like it was just, the whole thing is just really off putting to me. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that if like your ex is like super abusive and gaslighty and like, yeah, they're going to find a way to also like paint you out to be like a horrible a person. Hysterical yeah. witch. Right. Um, according to her lawsuit, 
This was not some sort of sophisticated cyber cyber crime, um, and Angela's attempts to impersonate her were sloppy and easily spotted. If investigators had even taken a moment to check, it wasn't like it wasn't like Angela had some like super serious. Well, also like Angela, didn't she like not even draw the line? Like she drew a line on with her... a marker. She's like not like her thoughts are there, but she's not executing the plans. Yes, and the way somehow that she it's could. working, and that's the most <laughs> right. fucked up part. Is like she literally got someone almost sentenced to life in prison because she's sitting in her own condo, not even her own condo. This other lady's condo, the condo that sh- that Michelle is paying for. Michelle's paying for, and emailing herself, being like, "Oh, and also there was no proof ever that anyone came to the house to rape her, quote unquote, because they checked the security footage and there was not one." person really yeah so that like the time that she called and said so they didn't even hadn't checked that like nothing yikes it was all just very sloppy poorly executed and yet somehow working <laughs> and yet somehow bit. they wow. just assumed that michelle was some hysterical lady who couldn't deal with the fact that her uh ex-fiance had met someone new wow and like was unhinged you know it's just really frustrating so while Michelle was in jail, her parents had worked super hard to build her case. Like they were the ones who had to go and like make sure to like find out where these emails were coming from, the IP addresses. They actually proved that she couldn't have been online at the time. Like a lot of these emails and Craigslist messages were sent, um, which wasn't that hard. They literally had records of her being in class. She was in the hospital at one point and they had records of that or like otherwise indisposed during the time she was supposedly sending all these emails and stuff. And they were like, she was not on her like there's proof right. that she couldn't have been doing this um so after the deputy district attorney on her case apologized to her it still took three more months for officials to publicly exonerate her and during that time she was instructed not to speak publicly about the case even though the story had gone viral so like everyone on earth is talking about this like right. all these magazines and stuff and she's not allowed to say a word um, wow. or defend herself So her lawsuit alleges that the Anaheim Police Department was just basically concerned with covering up its own complicity in the case. And that's why they were like, uh, just don't say anything. Um, So Michelle told BuzzFeed, everyone wanted to silence me. And that's the worst thing as a victim. How can I heal when the true story is not even out there? And people are asking questions about the, quote, love triangle. And then she's like, there was no love triangle. Right. Ew. Yeah. Three months after her release, fed up with waiting. and, And she had this like ankle monitor she had to wear for weeks before she was like exonerated so degrading so degrading right and she like had scars from it because she was like i just had to wear it all the time um so three months after her release she was finally fed up um she told prosecutors that if they didn't announce her innocence soon she would go to the media and tell them all the investigative steps that law enforcement had seemed to skip in order to lock her up so finally on january 6 2017 angela was arrested and three days later they finally publicly exonerated michelle And that October, Angela pleaded guilty to 10 felony charges. And while Michelle had faced a potential sentence of life in prison, Angela struck a deal and only got five years, which she's currently serving. Meanwhile, Ian Diaz just kind of like waltzed out of the picture. So Michelle and Ian, uh, Michelle and her supporters aren't so sure that he was like fully innocent on all this, even though he was like, Angela's cuckoo. Right. Um, Because like after all the abuse, Michelle had like alleged that he had put her through. Yeah. She's like, I'm pretty sure he was involved. Like, I think he wanted me away from this condo situation. I think he was. It sounds like, I mean, I also, um, I imagine he would, I I feel like it makes sense. I mean, he had done enough to gaslight her and like abuse her that it wouldn't shock me if he were involved. But again, there's no, this is all alleged. There's no proof of this um, because nobody looked to be clear. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So according to BuzzFeed, Michelle has since obtained her MBA, has moved across the country to New York to like escape Orange County. Good for you. Um, While she's in a much better place, she's obviously like scarred by being, you know, through all of this. Yeah. And like it just treated as one of the worst type of prisoners in jail for 88 days and confined to herself for 23 hours a day and like just and didn't even know why, didn't even know like who this person was. really backwards um she's attempting to pay off all the debt of the excuse me all the debt that built up while she was wrongly imprisoned and although ian has sold the condo they own together she never saw a cent of it oh my gosh that's such trash like cherry on top of the whole cake um perhaps one of the only i guess lights in this story is that after she got out michelle persuaded her parents to help um her her roommate from jail uh the woman uh who was her roommate in jail uh pay for an attorney so her family helped this 85 year old woman who was really struggling in jail um pay for an attorney which is great and uh she said as a family they've lost the faith they once had in the justice system like i said she had been raised in a pretty like conservative uh you know middle to upper class family and so they had had this kind of uh position where they were just prone to assuming the best of the police which sure (laughs) hello yeah fresh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she says her entire family's view of law enforcement has changed yeah i don't blame you me either right um and if all of this is not uh you know noodles all the way to the all the way to the top enough for you it turns out angela was also the entire time planning to sell her story as a lifetime tv movie okay and she had titled it already like she literally what did she title it a darkness within the angela diaz story shut up oh my gosh that's so tragic end of story god (laughs) isn't that bonkers i everyone in that everyone in that story was kind of bonkers at least at some point when i thought for sure that michelle might be involved and then poor michelle was just like so that's why it was so easy to implicate her. She had sent that email, that mm-hmm. like kind of biblical sounding yeah. email. And so Angela or Ian, whoever had like started this, had basically just read that and then like copied. They were the like, well, we can just work off that and like just keep keep with the keep times. Keep going. And police were like, yeah, she's nuts. Let's lock her up. Wow. Yeah. Well, poor Michelle. Thank you, Crack.com, for <laughs> the really wild article um and wow michelle hope you live a happy healthy fruitful life fruitful yes my goodness wow well thank you for listening <laughs> if you're still here um and uh i guess i guess that's it we got we, we gotta got, go random nodding we gotta go random nodding you can go check out all of our stuff on our website and that's why we drink.com and also please uh our is our listener or is our live show yes. still a thing yes I didn't know if we, the this 22nd. was the week second. So the 22nd. So this yes. upcoming weekend. If there are still tickets, go get those. $10 and they're for a good cause. Mm-hmm. And um, and so also submit your stories to ATWWD from our couches at gmail.com. And uh, our socials are ATWWD podcasts on everything. And we'll see you at Steeped it, stor- Steep. What is it? S- uh, steeped with stories. Steeped in stories. Steeped in stories. Yes. <clears throat> we'll so see you there. We'll see you there with our haunted teas. If we ever remember the name of it. And that's why we drink. (laughs) In a fast paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.